I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can bow like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast. We appreciate you listening. If you could tell a friend, share our tweet, any of those things would help us out. Um, actually, the best thing you could do is drop us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast. It just helps other shooters find us, and so we appreciate that. Today, we bring on Zeke Mayo. If you don't know the name, Google it, figure it out, because you're going to want to know this kid. We step across the border a little bit up into South Dakota. Zeke is a sophomore for the Jackrabbits at South Dakota State. Comes uh, to South Dakota from Lawrence, Kansas. And so we dive into that story a little bit of what it was like growing up down in KU country and AU circuit and ultimately what uh, got him up at South Dakota State. And so this is a fun story. Uh, this guy could shoot the snot out of the basketball. And so we thought that he was a good fit here for Shooter's Touch. We think you'll enjoy it. As always, Shooter's Shoot. Well, Zeke Mayo, welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Zeke, we're excited to have you. Appreciate you taking some time. Um, so it's going into year two, uh, a few months into to, to your sophomore season. Um, basketball hasn't quite got going yet, but school has. And so what was the summer like for you um, now that you've been through a year and kind of know a little bit what to expect? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Summer was definitely uh, it's probably the most busiest I've been in a long time. Um, you know, trans transforming from uh, my role that I had last year as a freshman to now, um, you know, kind of coming in as being known as that guy on our team um, from losing, you know, Baylor Shireman and then also Douglas Wilson. We're kind of um, looking for someone to fill fill those roles a little bit. Um, and, you know, coaches kind of emphasized me um, and told me, you know, that the keys are, are now yours to just kind of control the team and be a leader. Yeah, and you kind of um, – a role that you stepped into late – well, not necessarily late, but later on, you know, I know once you hit the starting lineup, uh, you guys really kind of started to hit your stride last year. I think I saw where you guys went 20 and one um, with you in the starting lineup. And so so that bodes well. But like you said, you you kind of had the opportunity to um, excel in your role a little bit um, to not necessarily have to feel like, you know, you had to be the man right away. Um, even though based looking back at high school career, it looked like you were definitely the man. So you get, you're familiar with that, but how nice was that to be able to kind of, um, come into your own as, as your first year in college basketball? Well, I mean, it was definitely like a confidence boost, I would say, um, just, just coming in and, 
you know, knowing that I have an opportunity to be able to, you know, play my game alongside guys like Baylor Shireman and Alex Arians and um, Charlie Easley and a bunch of other guys that, you know, played on, on the team last year. Um, just being able to come in, play my own game, play my own style um, is kind of like a, a compliment to those those guys in their game as well. So I think that's what, um, you know, allowed me to fit in so good with, with our program. And so that freshman year for anybody, uh, I mean, playing basketball or sport or not, I mean, freshman year is just a deer in the headlights moment. There's a lot going on, a lot trying to figure out uh, this new life, um, this, this new team, this new program, this new circumstances. And so I would have to imagine for you coming in and then, like I said, getting in the starting lineup and then going on the run that you guys went in. Um, and then finding yourself in the NCAA tournament in March. I mean, at what point did you have an opportunity to take a breath and look back and kind of reminisce a little bit about the year, the year that you guys had? Um, I mean, there were a lot of moments, I'd say. Um, but I think one, one moment I can for sure say that I really, like, collected myself and I was like, holy cow, like, we're really doing this. We have an opportunity to be really, really special was uh, when, we, when we started – I think we were uh, we were like we tied the longest streak for uh, wins in, in league history without without losing. So I think it was kind of like you know we're doing this um, and we're not we're not too far from where we want to be. So as long as we can uh, keep keep building on what we had, I think that's when um, not only me but the rest of our team kind of realized that we can really be special. Yeah. So I just as you were talking, I pulled it up. So December December fifteenth. You guys lost at Missouri State. Um, and then from then, it was just straight rolling all the way through the rest of the league. Um, won the league uh, over South Dakota – or, sorry, over North Dakota State. And then, um, uh, obviously, met Providence in the NCAA tournament. And so, take us a little bit to to the NCAA tournament um, selection Sunday. Obviously, you guys, as, as league champs, knew that you were in – um, but what do you remember about that process and the seeding and and when that pairing came out? I think I think all of our uh, our hearts our hearts dropped when we saw um, Iowa got the five seed because we kind of expected to be the, the twelve seed and um, kind of it would it would have been a crazy game crazy atmosphere if we would have got that Iowa game but um, I mean we'll take a 13, 13 four seed um, or thirteen four game excuse me um, it's just it's it was a blessing that day to just see all of our community out in one spot um, just celebrating our success as well as our university success in general um, and just seeing all the yellow and blue um, cheering for us. And, and just to be in that moment was really, really special for me because that's something that, you know, a lot of kids don't get to experience. And I've, I've dreamed of it ever since I was a child watching, you know, KU on, on the big screen. So it was, it was definitely special for me. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. We want to get to we want to get to that. Obviously, we'll get to your childhood growing up and uh, some of the Lawrence stuff. But um, so going into that Providence match, uh, that matchup, it had to feel like initially a pretty good matchup, obviously, with the way that you guys were playing and specifically the way you guys were shooting the basketball. Um, you guys had to feel pretty good. And I, we talked a little off air, but obviously we had Coach Pete on, too. And so we know a little bit of the story. But uh you know, a 13-4, you guys were not flying under the radar. Like, everybody had you guys kind of pick. Like, it was something that you guys didn't get the normal blessing of just kind of sneaking in as a 13 um, seed and catching anybody off guard. Can you can you walk us through a little bit of what that was like for you guys? Yeah, so, I mean, 
obviously all over social media you saw we I mean we were the underdog but we weren't really the underdog so uh coming into that game you know we kind of we had a lot of confidence in, in our group um both offensively and defensively um I think it, it just came down to you know experience and, and strength of schedule is really what probably played a big part in that one with them being in the Big East um playing you know teams like Creighton um and you know Xavier and all those guys um all year um, they they were a lot a lot bigger and a lot more stronger, so I think that was um, the biggest difference between that game. Well, and uh, if I remember correctly, two people telling us that uh, your guys is open your open shoot around like they were there. Providence was there watching yeah. watching you. Guys. I mean, they weren't sleeping on you guys at all. They they were yeah. coming ready to go, um, which bodes well. To, I mean, it speaks to your guys what you were doing too, and the fact yeah. that they knew that uh, this was a big time game, and and it was it was fun. It was it was. It was a fun game to watch and watch you guys go back and forth. Obviously, we would love to see you guys um, end up on the on the other side of things. Um, but all in all, a really great season um, for you guys individually. And so then, you know, that was so March 17th. Um, looks like it was that game. Uh, when what did you get home? Did, did it take a week or two to kind of come down off of that high and kind of look back and, and feel good or feel accomplished about the direction that you guys are headed? Um, I think, I think the moment we we came down from that high was uh, right after the game. Actually, I mean, we were we lost the game, but we were kind of like, you know, we made it this far. That there's really nothing to look back on and say we wish we could have done this better, or wish we could have done that better. I mean, we had a great year. Ended up thirty and five. I think that was the most wins in school history, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, we just we spent all year you know, early practices and, and, and tough, just, just having competitive guys go at it each, each and every day. I think that's what, uh, that's what brought us all together and just looking back on it made us realize that, you know, we really did something special last year. Was there one thing that, you know, when you, when you got to the NCAA tournament that, you know, cause obviously you don't just, you don't just go there, play and leave, you know, was there one thing that kind of surprised you there? I remember, uh, you know, when I, when I, yeah, when we made the NCAA tournament at UNI, um, you know, it, it surprised me. This is very small, but it surprised me that we had police escorts that were, that were driving our bus. Was there one thing that, um, that, that, I mean, you weren't expecting when you made it there? Um, I mean, I could honestly say the same thing. The police escorts, that was, that was pretty insane to see. I've never really been in something like that before. Um, but honestly, it was just being like, just being out there and being present in the moment, mm -hmm. just on the court and, you know, seeing all the fans, like there was a lot of blue and yellow out there, uh, whether you believe it or not, we were almost in Providence, Providence area. So it was like, to know that there's fans out there cheering for us and hoping that we can be the underdog to make a Cinderella run. That was, that was really, really special. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo, like Buffalo, New York was a tough draw against Providence. I mean, I just yeah, looked yeah. at that, like that was, that's basically a home game for them. Yeah. So and I don't Buffalo in March probably not the most uh, most exotic place that you guys could have gone either. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably about the same weather as uh, is is uh, is up there in Brookings I would I would guess. But yeah, it's a uh, it's it's an interesting atmosphere, you know, playing in 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 something like that. You know, it it was obviously a little bit closer to Providence um, than probably most schools that were playing there. However, you know, all those, all those fans that aren't Providence fans, they're cheering for the underdog. And yeah. um, uh, with that being said, you know, there's, there's probably more, more Jackrabbit fans there than, uh, 
you know, if you're counting the Providence fans too. So that's yeah. kind of an interesting, interesting atmosphere for sure. But uh, well, that's awesome, man. It was, yeah. Um, as Brian said, we wish, wish y'all would have come out on the other side of it, but uh, nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to hang your head about that. That record speaks for itself. That winning streak speaks for itself. So uh, it was a, uh, it was a fun, fun ride, fun ride to watch for sure. So um, well, let's, let's turn the, let's turn the hands of time back. Um, let's talk about childhood here. Uh, we kind of mentioned it here, made a reference to it, but where'd you grow up? Uh, you know, what was, what, what, what uh, was athletics like, you know, when you were younger, maybe elementary, middle school? Yeah. So I grew up, uh, I've grown all my life in Lawrence, Kansas, which is a uh, home of the Jayhawks, obviously. Um, grew up with both my parents, a couple sisters, uh, both younger, but you know, I've played basketball my entire life, um, but I, when I was younger, I played both football and baseball as well. So, um, I mean, I was I was really really busy um, with athletics and stuff as a as a young guy, but you know, practices aren't really hard back then because you know you're still a kid. But um, I mean, once I hit probably I want to say sixth grade, when I realized like, okay, I can really like be something special within this game of basketball, and my my dad kind of put that in my ear as well a little bit as I was growing up. Um, I played up all my life. So I played AAU up a year um, with a couple of friends until I got to high school, um, which I started playing my normal age of AAU on the Under Armour circuit with one GMC. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> once I reached high school is when I stopped playing multiple sports. I started to focus on basketball a lot. Um, started working out uh, late in my eighth grade year in the summer. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, I made varsity my freshman year, um, didn't play a whole lot, but still, you know, made some contributions to that squad. We made it to state. I made it to state every year, actually, of high school. Um, ended up losing my last year in the semifinals um, to a really good Blue Valley North team. Um, I, I mean, my stat line, that, that game was pretty, pretty insane. I would say I ended up with 31, 29 in the fourth quarter, but. Um, in an eight minute quarter, eight minute quarter to 29. Eight minute quarter. In, in, insane would be a word for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much um, at my entire athletic career was just, you know, basketball, basketball, who, basketball. Yeah. Who, um, with those sports. So, you, so you said right around middle school is when, when you, um, I guess, made the decision that, you know, hey, you know, this basketball thing is probably the way I wanted to go. But, um, what was, <laughs> you know, being that multi sport athlete, you know, was there, um, you know, what advantages would you say that gives an athlete, you know, a, a younger athlete or a young athlete in that particular? Yeah, um, I mean, you can definitely, like, say that you can take some some skills from, like, basketball and implementing the football, football into basketball, baseball, et cetera. So I would say just playing multiple sports, I can develop many, many skills. And then, I mean, it also raises your IQ level. So just being able to like read, you know, defenses or um, just being able to make plays in general for like your teammates or whatever. I think that's what uh, what helped me the most within playing multiple sports. Yeah. What position were you in football um, and also baseball? Um, football, I played wide receiver and quarterback. Played wide receiver until I was in sixth grade and I played quarterback for the next three years. Um, baseball, I was a shortstop, first base and pitcher. Wow, that. That. yeah, that uh, hand-eye coordination and uh, you know, obviously with wide receiver footwork, which uh, which helps on the on on the hard hardwood as well. Um, yeah. you, you mentioned AAU and you know the circuit you played on there. Um, you know when did when did when did AAU start for you? 
And then also, you know, what was the AAU circuit like for you? You know, what advantages would you say you kind of gained, um, you know, obviously playing against higher level competition on some of those tournaments? Yeah, so uh, I started playing AAU, I want to say about third or fourth grade. But like I said, I played up. So I was playing fifth and sixth grade with a couple of high school buddies. Um, so, I mean, and then um, playing, you know, all over the country for Run GMC. I'm on Under Armour Circuit playing top level competition, you know, guys that are going power five and going to the league um, nowadays. Um, I think that definitely helped my game a lot, just being able to see and and guard those kind of guys, I think is what, you know, can develop a really good player into being a great player. Um, so yeah. just, just playing those those kind of guys and also, you know, practicing against them. We had some really, really talented guys on our, on our, on our squad as well. So um, just playing against great competition on a daily basis, I think is what can, what helps me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the AU circuit, you know, gets a lot of negative press. Um, however, you know, I, I, honestly, like you just mentioned, playing against some of those guys, uh, you know, on a weekend to weekend basis over the summer, you know, obviously helps you improve as a player um, and, and, and even as a team, obviously, too. But um, who is the who is the nicest guy you played against? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I'll maybe give you the top three if you want. OK, I can do that. I played uh, I played Jaden Bradley, who's uh, who's at Alabama right now. Um, I played against um, – he was on the same team as him. I want to say Bradley – his last name was Bradley Huntfield, if I'm not mistaken. He's at mm-hmm. Tennessee, I believe. Um, and then Mike Trigg, he plays uh, football at Alabama, but he was uh, on the Florida, Florida Vipers, I think, is who he played for. That's but, um, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they were some guys. How how big of a how big of an impact does obviously KU basketball have on kids growing up in Lawrence? I mean, you know, not to knock the other programs, but I, I can see you not wanting to be a football or baseball player because KU's not any good at either. Well, football team is pretty good this year. Football I'll take team, that back. Yeah, but tra- yeah, traditionally though, I mean, that's got to be big. I mean, no matter how you slice it, I mean, when you have a a program of that level winning a lot of games growing up, uh, you know, you're going to be influenced by that. Did that, do you think that that had an impact on you and your buddies? Well, yeah, most definitely. I mean, we all, you know, used to watch the games together. Um, like, especially on weekends, we'd all just go to a buddy's house and just kick back, watch the games, wearing our, wearing our KU gear or whatnot. But I mean, it was definitely, they were, they've been a great team for a really, really long time and they have great coaches and great players. So I think just seeing them, you know, continue to win and continue to have the success that they have, I think definitely plays a role in, in my mind. Uh, was there a, was there a Jayhawk when you were six, six, seventh grade that kind of stood out as maybe somebody that uh, um, you tried to start to emulate your game after? Uh, not someone I tried to emulate my game after, but I really loved Ben McLemore while he was while he was at mm-hmm. KU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free athlete, could shoot the ball. So <clears throat> he filled up. Definitely loved his game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, he's had a he's had an OK NBA career, but yeah, what he was able to do, it felt like he had big things were c- going to come for him because yeah. he was fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, let's talk about uh, your transition from eighth grade into freshman, because I'm assuming that, you know, from eighth grade into freshman year, you know, you, you, you mentioned all state tournaments that you went to um, eighth grade to freshman went right to varsity, yep. I'm assuming. Yep. What was that, uh, you know, what was that like, you know, one or two things that, you know, maybe surprised you and, you know, maybe were, 
you know, a, Hey, this is, this is high level basketball now. Uh, what were some of those? Yeah. So, um, when I made the team, I mean, they kind of, uh, they told me I was like a JV varsity kind of guy. So they didn't know whether they wanted me to play, you know, all the minutes on JV or, you know, play a little bit on varsity. Um, they ended up sticking with varsity strictly. So, um, and that year, we didn't really end up doing very good. We ended up, I think, 13 and 10, losing in the first round of state. Um, but, I mean, I played against guys like – I played Christian Brown, who's uh, now in the NBA. I played his brother, Parker, um, and, and their squad. So, I mean, playing against bigger guys, and it, and it, it was a lot more faster than eighth grade, great eighth grade basketball as well. So, you know, the speed of the game, the physicality of the game definitely changed – change the ways um but I mean there's I mean it's at the end of the day it's basketball but in my mind I wasn't really thinking like that you know as a young guy as a young freshman but you know like I said it's just basketball so going out there and hooping is is what's what's the most important and and then Lauren were you guys the top class was that 6a is that right 6a and so then are you guys going obviously for, forgive our our ignorance a little bit on your, what the Kansas basketball scene is like but so are you going Kansas City area like Overland Park like yeah. playing in that way a lot often like in your league so you're yeah, playing yeah, high yeah. level I mean so as a freshman um give us a night so where were you at what were, where were you at size-wise as a freshman were you still a little a little on the skinny side about, or what yeah I was about six two probably 160 165 yeah yeah so I was, I was pretty little and trying to play 6A basketball against some of the Kansas City metro area. Yeah, so that had to have been quite the um, quite the adjustment for you guys. Um, but then, so then where's state? So where does Kansas play state? Where's state basketball played at? Yeah, so we play uh, in Wichita, at Wichita State University. Okay. Nice. And you said all four, all four years you made it there? Yep, yep. Nice, nice. Yeah. How were some of... Uh, I guess give us an idea, maybe a general idea about you know how you, how your role changed from you know freshman to sophomore, sophomore, junior, junior, senior. Yeah, so my freshman year, obviously, like I said, didn't really play a lot. Um, came off the bench, I was seventh or eighth guy off the bench. Um, still contributed, but you know it wasn't really anything like sophomore year and up. So going from freshman year to sophomore year, I think I went from like six to fourteen points per game. So that was obviously a huge jump for me. Um, and then sophomore year, also, we had a lot of we had a really a lot of good guys on our on our group. Um, we had potential D one um, players and uh, Trey Cordobaum and and Clarence King. Um, but then from sophomore to junior year, I think junior year was when I really became you know that guy on, on the team for us. Uh, so I went I think I went from like fourteen to sixteen or seventeen, I believe. Um, and then from junior year. To senior year, I went from you know seventeen to twenty one or twenty two per game. So yeah, I made some nice. I made some big strides. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And um, then your your senior year, were you you were the um, how do you say it? the DeBrenna Award winner? Yeah. Yep. And that's and that's awarded to the top just in the Kansas City area or the state of Kansas or who does that award go to? Yeah, so the KC Metro area, top player. That's yeah, nice. that's that's legit. That is, that is. What is, uh, so when did, uh, when did the recruiting start for you? You know, when did, when did school start sending, le- well, maybe I'm dating myself, but start sending emails and text messages, I'm guessing at this point. Uh, when, when did that start? Yeah. So, uh, my freshman year, 
uh, 15, 15 new year of AAU um, was when I, I got my first first phone call, which is from uh, Creighton University. Um, but at that time, you know, you had to contact them. So they would contact my AAU coach and then I'd, they'd tell me to reach out to whoever it was. So um, that was when I made my first phone call. And, you know, that I feel like that uh, that kind of sparked me, you know, also helped me realize like, OK, I can make it big, big time in this game. Um, especially with it being Creighton University. Um, and then after that, it was, I got letters from uh, Nebraska. I got letters from Iowa. Um, KU was at a couple of my games. Um, but then those those teams kind of started backing off a little bit. And then that's when, you know, mid-major was kind of my uh, my settling area. Yeah. Yeah. When did uh, – and so when did you commit? Uh, I committed October 9th of 2020. Okay. Okay. What uh, I guess. What about South Dakota State? Uh, um, made it the one that you choose. Yeah. So uh, I took a visit up here in September of my junior year, so 2019. Um, came up on campus, met all the coaches, hung out with some of the players. Um, but Brookings is really a lot, a lot like Lawrence for me. So mm-hmm. it's it's a college town, obviously. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the coaches and the culture of of the program um, just really, you know, sparked my interest. And then, uh, I mean, this is one of the very few schools that I took a visit to. So just being, you know, kind of familiar um, and, and comfortable with this, the decision I was making just kind of made it home for me. How, so how important was it? Sorry, how important was it to commit the fall of your senior year? Was it something that you wanted to kind of get out of the way before your um, senior season? Or what was the thought process there? Yeah, so uh, what had happened was I actually had an offer from uh, North Carolina Greensboro. And, um, you know, around that time was when, you know, coaches couldn't really come and watch you play because of COVID and stuff. So, you know, guys were committing left and right because they can't take you can't take visits. You know, they can't come to you, whatever. So, you know, guys were committing um, so often. I actually got that offer pulled. And so I was like, you know, I kind of I mean, I had my mind made up for a pretty long time just because you know I was comfortable with the coaches and stuff and we built relationships um but after getting that offer pulled I was kind of like I mean I really don't need to wait around and much longer um so I just went ahead and talked to my family um and, and made the decision within a week so and so then after a big senior season um any anybody else come knocking or were you a hundred percent like I'm a jackrabbit get out of my way no I was I was signed and sealed Love it. Like that, like that. So, so, um, so hobo days in Brookings didn't have any effect on you committing. I've never experienced hobo days. I was like, <laughs> no we, were days. Gone. we were gone for hobo days. Oh, uh, no. Man, what a time to be gone. I've so, heard stories about hobo days. So, uh, with the COVID year, I mean, how crazy was that then for you? Because you were right, because that would have been in, so that senior year, I mean, what did you, AU see, like how much, how much playing time or what, did you lose anything um, with, the, with the shutdown? Uh, so, yeah, AU was done. We didn't do AU that year, but what we did was we had a little fall league for uh, something like some, you know, Metro teams that were in the area and some teams came down from the, uh, like Nebraska and, and Iowa that were comfortable with doing that, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we played those teams. We live streamed it um, at our – because for our, for our AAU team, we had a home gym, and um, they live streamed it at our home gym. 
um, then coaches could go online and watch those games. And so, and then high school, um, what actually happened was our uh, high school athletics department, you know, for the state had a, a meeting um, whether or not we were gonna, they were gonna hold winter athletics. So for a little bit, we were all kind of like holding our breath, just praying to God that we could get our wow. seat. Yeah. yeah. So the, I mean, they ended up, we ended up having it obviously, um, which I'm thankful for, but yeah, it was, it was scary, scary rough times. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and it's crazy too that we're starting to get further and further removed from it. And so it's yeah. kind of like a blind spot. I feel like in everyone's life that that even happened. Um, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think about. Um, so if uh, Adam and I, when we get a chance to get down to Fog Allen and catch KU game, since you're the local Lawrence expert, where do we eat? Where do we got to go and grab a bite to eat before we go to a game? What do we got down that's there? A, that's a good one. Um, I say Jefferson's is definitely a go-to. Um, okay. You know, you got Jefferson's West and you got Jefferson's downtown. Downtown spot, I think, is better, in my opinion. Okay. But, um, you got Jefferson's. You got, you got Pickleman's. Pickleman's is a favorite of mine. Huh? Um, there's a place called Set 'em Up Jacks where you can. They actually have a, a lot of TVs in there, so they have every game on football, basketball, whatever it is for KU. They have those games on in there. Um, I say those are those are my top three. Those are I like top it. Three. Nice. You got like plenty of options. There. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the the many advantages to being in a college town is there's there's probably almost any hour you can go and get a game. So is that something that like, as a, as a high school kid, you were able to go up to, to the field house or wherever, like wherever people are running and, and always getting a game or what did, what did that look like for you kind of growing up? Yeah. So, I mean, I played, um, pick, we played pickup probably multiple, multiple times a week. Um, I played with, you know, guys who were older and had nine to five jobs and they just come and hoop <laughs> right after work or whatever it was. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, I go up to the high school, you know, I get a group of guys, we go up there, um, go to the middle school, the high school is closed. So um, I had many, many, many opportunities to play pickup um, just, just around the city. So it was, it was a lot of fun. That's a, yeah, that's always a, a plus. And it feels like one of the things too, with so much organized basketball that you don't have as much pickup, um, you know, probably some of your teammates probably played half as much pickup as you did just because it was, they're always doing workouts or organized and you learn a lot. You learn a lot from, uh, from, from catching, you know, catching an elbow from one of those nine to five guys or uh, trying to go down the lane, especially, oh, yeah. especially as a seventh or eighth grader, you know, or ninth grader, you're like, okay, you know, toughens, toughens you up and gets, gets you ready. Um, and so, so going all the way to, so when, when did you go up to Brookings then? So you had, um, did you did you do camps or anything that uh, that year before, or when did you uh, get on I, campus? My first time up here was my very first visit. Uh, that that September of 2019 it was my first time ever being up here. Um, yeah, and you know I was kind of familiar with the program just with them. They played KU I think a couple of years before they yeah. before I came up here. Um, so I was and they you know made NCAA tournament runs and NIT runs. So I mean I was kind of familiar with the program, but. Um, yeah, my first time up here was July of nineteen. July of nineteen, so my junior year. And they and, and they play in Kansas. They play Kansas City too, right? You guys play yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to say, so that's always how's how's that game for you? I know you've obviously only been there once, but from a from a family standpoint, do you have a, a quite a bit of family in the Kansas City area that's able to come and watch you oh, play? 
most definitely. I think last year, I think I had a whole section to myself. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of family there. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be pretty awesome. So then stepping on campus as a freshman, um, what was that? What was that experience like for you? What do you remember kind of getting up there um, and getting settled? And then um, probably like what was your biggest transition for, as a student and one of your biggest transition as a as now a college basketball player? Yeah, so, um, you know, getting getting into college is it's a lot of a lot of organizational stuff. Um, you know, now living on your own. So you got to do a lot of big boy stuff and a lot of big girl stuff on your own. So um, I kind of came in not really not really expecting that much, that much of a change just because I, I mean, I was always you know, at home um, by myself a lot back in Lawrence, um, whether or I mean, if I wasn't at home, I was working out or, you know, I always had a ball in my hand or I was at school. So um, just and that's pretty much what I do here now is just you know, the same, I'm in the same routine, except I'm just on my own now. So, but school wise, um, definitely, definitely a lot harder um, than high school. I'd say that the workload is, is a lot more and, you know, due dates are, are more strict. You don't really have a lot of, a lot of leniency with getting work done and stuff. And, you know, teachers are on top of their stuff. So, I mean, just being more responsible was a, a big step of, of me becoming a, a college student. Um, how much how much do you think it kind of helped being being the oldest? I know you said you had a couple of younger sisters. And so from from just an organizational kind of like you said, doing some of the big boy stuff, it, it, that had to have been um, a little bit easier for you being the oldest in the family, I would imagine. Yeah, most definitely. You know, my mom is always mom is always taking care of the young ones. So, um, I mean, if she obviously doesn't have any time on her hands or if she's out, um, you know, getting groceries or even picking up the kids, you know, you got to, um, I'm at home, you know, doing dishes or trying to clean the house as much as I can, just making sure, you know, she doesn't have to do that after a long day of work. And then on top of that, you know, my sister played softball as well. So having to go to practice um, for a couple of hours right after work, just making sure the house is a little tidied up when she gets home. Yeah. Good for you. Sound like, sound like a good son right there. Um, and brother. Uh, how big an impact, I know your dad played a little bit um, in college as well. How big of an impact uh, did that have on um, you as far as kind of, I know you said that he kind of started to push you or give you the thought of going basketball. How big of a role did he play in your um, career? Did he do, you know, any any coaching for you or just kind of instruction or what did that look like for you? Yeah, I'd say he probably had the biggest, biggest impact on my basketball career by far, just you know, as a young as a young player, he was always in my ear, just telling me and trying to, you know, he's giving me constructive criticism. But as a young kid, I'm like, you know, I don't want to hear that right now. Just stop. Like if he's in the stands yelling at me, I'd be like, yo, shut up. I'm trying to just play. But, you know, looking back on it now, it's like he's telling me the right stuff. And I mean, he's been there before he's been in my position. So he knows the game. Um, and it got to a certain point where I was like, OK, now I have to start listening to him. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Um, and then what about from uh, uh, from a high school and AAU circuit? I mean, was that something too that, um, you know, fr- from your coaches that you had, was there something that, you know, one of, that they harped on or that a, a, a facet of your game that they kind of really helped uh, helped you along the way? Yeah. So, I mean, going from uh, my freshman, my freshman year of high school to my freshman year of my AAU season was definitely the biggest jump I'd say I'd, t- I'd taken in a, in all of my basketball career. Um, going from, you know, 
playing limited competition in high school to playing great competition in AAU. My coaches in AAU were really, really on top of me and making sure that I was, uh, you know, being a leader of our team. So that kind of translated into my high school years. Um, just, you know, being on top of our team whenever we, whenever we needed it and um, just helping us both groups handle adversity um, as well as we could. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, being able to have, um, you know, those coaches that ultimately to kind of work together as far as understanding, hey, you know, we got to develop this kid or we see the potential in this kid. If, you know, we continue to work together and continue to work on these skills um, can definitely uh, set them apart. Uh, so that's good. It's always it's always good to hear. We like to we like to hear that side of things. And so um, so, so we touched a little bit, we touched a little bit on it, uh, as far as last year and your continued growth, um, as you, as you got further along in the season, you said you kind of settled in and, and, and got into your own, um, you know, you're scoring 17, um, got 20, I think was 20, looks like 21, maybe was your career high, um, and played well, obviously out in Buffalo. And so, uh, as, as a freshman, 46, 46.7% from the field, 41, almost 42% from three and 93.3% from the free throw line. Um, almost one of, one of very few freshmen uh, in the nation that was so close to the 50, 40, 90 clip. But yeah. let's take a look at this 93% from the free throw line. So what's the, uh, what's the routine? So first of all, what's the routine? And then, um, what, uh, how do you treat, what, what's the feet look like? How do you treat the nail? Do you straddle the nail or you, you right foot on the nail? Um, give us, give us the, the free throw lineup. Yeah. So, uh, I always make sure I'm, I'm at least one or two feet back before the ref pa passes me the ball. Um, so I, I mean, once he passes it to me, I hold it in my, my left hand right on my hip. Um, I step up to my right, my right foot's on the nail at all times. Can't, can't split it. Um, and then I, I do the Steph Curry, you know, shake of the shake of the arm, take a deep breath. And then uh, it's either one or two dribbles. Uh, sometimes I switch it up, but one or two dribbles then one spin, one spin in the left and just go up for it. Man, 90, 93% and you switch it up a little bit. One or two dribbles. That's <laughs> man. I like, I like that. I like that confidence and I like yeah. the little, the little, so it's, it's the Steph arm shake out. You just not, you don't you don't have the KD like, oh man that's uh that's that's pretty good so um we talked a little bit too at the beginning but uh what's the future look like um obviously you you talked about your role is going to change um and so in we obviously know a little bit about kind of that process and how things went um but <sighs> obviously probably not something that was fully expected as far as your role changing, obviously with the way things happen and, you know, college basketball becoming more and more business-like we get it, things happen and opportunities come up. Um, but so what does the future look like? Not only this year, but uh, for your career here as, as you continue to move forward. Um, obviously every list that I've seen on Twitter, you're, you're one of the candidates for people to keep an eye on this year. And so uh, hopefully that bodes really well and, and your role will change this year, but then uh, moving forward as well. And so, so what are you excited about in your career with the Jackrabbits? Yeah, um, obviously just the main thing is just continuing to, to be myself and, and play my game. I think that's the most important part of, part of my career um, as, I, as I move forward. But I think just continuing to develop 
um, both as a as a as a player and a leader um, for our team. You know, coaches have obviously put a lot of trust in me to to um, you know now you know take over and um, and hand me the keys for for this upcoming season and and moving forward. But I think just keeping our keeping our team intact and and making sure that we're all on the same page um, and just being responsible for you know my mistakes as well as you know the team's mistakes because if you know if the team is making mistakes you know especially mentally then it's my job to you know get us get us back together as a collective group and um you know just keep working hard and so as we look uh look even further ahead um at at your guys's your schedule here um you know actually a pretty decent pretty favorable non-con it looks like going through a little mm-hmm. bit of the list you go to boise um the one down december 3rd at alabama uh, should should be a really good test there before you guys get into league play. Um, but yeah, so so looking looking you know briefly at the schedule, but what you guys have back with you stepping up, um, you know, it, it, are the goals the same? Are we looking? Is it Summit League uh, title on the horizon, or what's what's the plan in the in the locker room there? Yeah, um, I mean we're always we're always obviously eyeing the the Summit League title, um, but you know we we always got to take it you know one game at a time. I think is you know, play, play one game at a time, play our, play our game. Um, and then just, you know, coming out with wins um, under our belt. Um, we can't have, you know, any, any mishaps along the way um, if we want, you know, a good chance at a, at a tournament bid. So. Good. And then uh, when, are, when are we starting up? I mean, you guys are probably already doing some workouts and stuff, but uh, what's the, what's the, how far was the official start date for you? Uh, tomorrow, actually. Oh, tomorrow. Right. yeah. <laughs> so early these days. I was going to say that it does feel a little, a little early. So you'll be – so this will come out and come out on Tuesday. So you'll already be guys at it and going. So that's yep. exciting. Um, that is. You'll be looking forward to it. So what's the um, – what is the um, – like what's your shooting routine every day here, Zeke? I mean, is there a certain amount of shots you like to make? Is there, you know, one day is off the move, one day is off a gun? What is, uh, what is, what does that look like for you over the summer, at least? Um, I mean, we have a we have a shooting machine. Um, obviously, Doctor Bish, we're we're with them, so I'm just getting in the gym as much as possible. I don't really shoot a specific amount or make a certain amount. Um, just as long as I know that I'm, I really shoot until I'm uncomfortable. Is is how I like to put it. I just you know shoot till my shoot till my arm hurts. I'm making it, I'm missing. It's just, you know, that, that continue of getting reps, I think is the most important thing. And I, and yeah. I make it up. I do catch and shoot. I, I shoot on the move, whatever it is. So that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's so many people who are at 500 makes a day, a thousand makes a day, whatever that is. But uh, man, yeah, just uh, until I can't shoot anymore. I like that too. That's good. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Or do you, do you tend to lean more your your game, your shooting style, Steph Curry or Clay Thompson? Mm, that's that's tough. Uh, I say probably probably more Clay. I'm not really a off the dribble kind of guy. Not not yet, at least. But <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. You'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. You got some years left. You got some years left. Good. Well, uh, well, hey, it's been awesome to get to know you here, Z. Get to know a little bit about your background. Um, we like to end our our episodes with a little section called Rapid Fire. Um, where Brian will hit you with a couple questions about hoops, some not about hoops, and uh, you just tell us what comes to the top of your head. Perfect. All right, Zeke, first one is favorite visiting gym or arena that you've had an opportunity to play in, whether college, high school, whatever. Um, what's your favorite and, and, and ultimately why? 
Uh, Bama definitely was the most most fun I played in. Just the atmosphere was was incredible. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, SEC. Yep. Um, game day routine. Do you have anything special that you got to make sure happens on game day? Uh, I love I love music, so I listen to listen to a lot of a lot of different different genres of music on game day. Any song that you you have to make sure that you listen to? Yeah, "Run This Town" by uh, Jay Z and and Kanye and Rihanna. Yep, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. That'll get you fired up right there. Um, do you have a favorite all time favorite basketball shoe? Oh, I'd say the the hyper dunks back in uh, 2013, 2014. Yeah, I think those were my favorite. Those were yeah, those were nice. Those um, those yeah, the two K the the two K five ones, right? The ones that like all those guys were wearing. Um, that was like Salim Stoudemire at Arizona year. Those were nice. Uh, who's your all time starting five? Uh, LeBron. Uh, Steph, Shaq, Mike. And uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna need a shooter. I'm gonna go. Uh, go, Reggie Miller. Ooh, I yeah. like that. I like that. that. That's a good yeah. five. That's a good it five. is a good five. I like to like to see that. <laughs> Who's your NBA team? I don't really have an NBA team, but Dame has always been my been my favorite player. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dame and the Port and the Portland Trailblazers. All right. Ooh, I like that. I like that. that that's a good one too. Um. Yeah, I saw actually I was just looking at something because something popped up with AI scoring 60, and I was a little surprised that 60 was AI's high. Just feels yeah. like I mean he could get 40 easy. So the fact that 60 was his high. And I was looking through some of the list and and Dame being on there like twice, and he's got 61 or 62 or something like that. Um yeah. you forget you forget about it. I mean, he's the same type of dude. Like he can score in bunches, and so you kind of forget that he went bonkers for 60, but yeah. Um, favorite sports movie? Mm, that's a good one. I say Glory Road. Oh, Ooh, that's a good that's movie. A good I like that. And when I get a chance to come up to Brookings for a game, where's the best place to eat? Where we got to eat up there? Cubby's. Cubby's is a good one. <laughs> All right. That, that was quick. So we there's only one choice, Adam. We know where we're going. We're there. Uh, we can do that. So Shooter's Touch is the name of the podcast for a lot of reasons. But uh, what does it mean to you if uh, when when you feel like, you know, you get that Shooter's Touch? Um, I mean, to me, it means, you know, keep shooting. Um, if I see one go, then, you know, one another one's gone. And after that, another one's gone. Um, and, I mean, I'm going to shoot till I miss. And even if I miss, I'm going to keep shooting. Yeah, I love like it. it. Right. I just hey. Hey Brian and Izzy, I just did a I just did a little recon work and uh, I believe Cubby's uh, was Coach Petey's Coach Petey's choice too. So it must, must be good. Must be good. Yeah. They must have some love. They must have some love for the Jackrabbits at Cubby's yeah. too. So <laughs> take care. Take care of you guys. All right. Before I get to our, our last and, and final question, of rapid fire, I got to ask you about the uh, the Mayo Jar T-shirts. Uh, are these, is this something still in circulation, or what's the deal here? Uh, so it was a. Uh... It actually happened right before they hit me up right before our tournament or before the NCAA tournament. Um, but we we kind of wanted to wait until after just so I could you know keep my head straight, and focus on the game. But um, we released it, um, kept it on sale for a couple of weeks. I think made about twelve, thirteen hundred off of those. So you know, shout out to my support system. I really appreciate everyone that um you know played a part in that and buying a t-shirt or a sweatshirt, whatever it was. But nice. Uh, they're no longer on sale, unfortunately. Hopefully we can get them back up, you know, if they're if they're willing to do that. But 
Um, definitely a, a game changer. Yeah, those were sure. one sweet design too. Like it was sick. And be sure you let us know when those come back up. We'll uh we'll grab at least a couple of those for sure. Most definitely. Yeah, those were those were cool. That was a cool design. I saw it's like a little bit of um yeah, obviously it was a Mario drive with the with the basketball and it's yep. a little Gus Macker meets you know Mr. Peanut type of deal. Yeah. And so it was yeah, it was cool. That was uh uh it was it was well done, that's for sure. So all right, Zeke, last one, we'll let you uh, let you get out of here, but uh, you're young and uh, we'll, we'll circle back maybe in a couple of years and get this question from you again. But so far, what's the what's the best thing about having the opportunity uh, to put on that blue and yellow and be a jackrabbit? I mean, it's it's obviously God's blessing, but uh, just just being able to continue to play the sport that I love and I grew up playing my entire life is it's just amazing. You know, you dream of, you dream of moments like these as, as a kid and. And to finally, you know, fulfill that, I think is the best thing that's that's happened to me ever in my life. So um, hopefully we can continue, um, you know, obviously um, the game of basketball means so much to me. So as long as I can keep playing, I think I think I'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. We're uh, we're excited to continue to follow your journey. Uh, we wish you the best of luck here going into uh, starting tomorrow and then the rest of this season, the rest of your career. We'll be following along. Um, wish you the best and keep shooting the piss out of it, all right? Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, like Brian said, great to meet you, Zeke. Great to learn a little bit more about you. We'll definitely be following the Jacks this uh, uh, winter. And, um, yeah, just uh, uh, the best of luck and continued success for you. Thank you. I appreciate it.